Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Katherine Morehouse. New York is making a major push to tackle climate change by moving off fossil fuels and toward renewable energy. But paying for that clean energy transition has increased costs for some state electricity customers, and that could mean trouble for New York Democrats heading into 2024. More broadly, though, what's happening in New York could also happen to other Democratic states across the country as the party implements clean energy policies at the state and federal level. So today, Politico's Marie French breaks down the practical and political risks of the statewide clean energy transition with New York as a case study. It's Monday, September 11th. New York has set a goal in law to hit 70% renewable electricity by 2030 and to be zero emissions by 2040 for the electric sector. In terms of new renewables, we aren't perhaps as far as a lot of people would hope, but the state does get about 23% or so of its electricity from renewables. The majority of that is from the large hydroelectric power plants upstate. Got it. So what you're reporting is that the state's clean energy transition has already started raising utility bills for some customers and that state residents may actually be footing a larger chunk of the bill in the coming years. Can you talk a bit more about that? You know, what sort of burden is this transition putting on New York customers and kind of both in the short term and the long term? Yeah, so in the near term, the state's Public Service Commission had their staff do a report on, you know, what the percentage of bills right now is that's going toward climate investments. And that includes everything from, you know, subsidies for heat pumps to energy efficiency investments and subsidies for new clean power plants. They did that analysis and found that about 9.8% of the bills of upstate national grid electric customers is going toward climate investments. In Con Ed, rates are higher. In Con Ed, primarily, it was only about 4.4% of the bill is going toward that. Over the long term, the price tag is going to continue to increase as more projects are built and those costs start being built into rates and into your costs on your electric bill. So the total, like, price tag, and this doesn't count for benefits, would be about $48 billion over the next several years, into the next two decades, and potentially beyond for some of it. And I would imagine that this situation, because these are largely, you know, Democratic-driven policies, could potentially create a headache for New York Democrats heading into 2024. How are they responding to these price concerns, and could this translate into troubles at the polls? Definitely, especially upstate Democrats, I would say, have seen this as a concern. You know, they've raised concerns about the fact that on the bill, like, it seems that upstate customers are paying more percentage-wise, and they're planning actually some hearings later this year on the impact of the state's climate law on utility bills. And in terms of the political headache, I think it continues to be an issue just because the state has even more aggressive goals than are ready to be paid for in these utility rates. And, you know, you also know that New York is not alone here. Their situation might reflect what's happening with other Democratic-led states as well that are pushing 
for a clean energy transition. Where else are we seeing this play out and how is it impacting Democrats there? Yeah, I think we've certainly seen it, you know, come to a head in a couple states. The one that was well, closest to New York is New Jersey, where, you know, they're actually having races this fall. We don't have really any um, state legislative races up here in New York. But they're, the issue of, you know, the cost of moving away from natural gas and the push for offshore wind projects has become a campaign issue in some of those races there. And then... Have there been any credible solutions posed, you know, for these rising costs? Are there ways to avoid saddling ratepayers with these costs, for instance, particularly low-income households? Well, uh, you know, one of the proposals that New York is, you know, actively pursuing right now is a cap-and-trade system that will, you know, place a cost on fossil fuels across the economy that will also have impacts on ratepayers, right, because the costs of the, you know, fossil fuel electricity and the gas that you use would be passed on your bill still. But that could, you know, at least raise some revenue and raise it from other places to kind of lessen the impact on ratepayers directly. And there's also definitely a push from some progressive Democrats to find ways to make fossil fuel companies who have profited, you know, off of the burning of fossil fuels that contributes to climate change pay more rather than have it all passed on to consumers. Also, the Treasury Department gave us an update on when to expect guidance about several tax credits under the Inflation Reduction Act. On Friday, the department said it will issue guidance for the Energy Efficient Home Credit and Sustainable Aviation Fuel Credit sometime in the near term. And before the end of the year, Treasury said it will release guidance on the IRA's Investment Tax Credit and the Advanced Manufacturing Production Tax Credit for clean energy components like solar and battery cells. It also expects to release guidance about the electric vehicle credit provision for foreign entities of concern and for clean hydrogen subsidies by the end of 2023. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.